Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. And tonight is our legend segment. And tonight we have another Delray legend. Mr. John Angus Davis is with us tonight. Better known by his friends as Chocho. So welcome to the show, man. Hey, hey, thanks for being here, Bobby, man. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to be here tonight spend some time with you, and Absolutely. just look forward to, man, talking about what it was like to grow up in Delray. Man, I, I tell you, you, you know, when I think about growing up in Delray, man, it, it was, it's so many of us, right? Yep. And so I tell my friends, um, we'll never run out of people to talk to on this show. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. That's Let's get this straight up front, because I don't know the answer to this question. I, I need to ask this question for myself, right? Okay. John Angus Davis. Right. Where did the name Chocho come from? Okay, interesting that you interesting that you asked that. Okay, so there was a there was a gentleman out of um, Boynton that mm-hmm. was a bigger older guy that had went to Carver, mm-hmm. and and they called him Chocho. And remember, one of my arms don't extend as full as the other. So Randy Grover gave me that nickname, Little Chocho. Okay, <laughs> and it stuck because Randy Grover was next to a neighbor. And then, oh, no. and then from that, that's how I got the name. Chocolate. Wow, because that's funny, man. My dad always talked about your know, nicknames, right? Sometimes uh-huh. we know nicknames, but we don't know people's real names, right? right. You know, you think about Mo Wesley, right? So, yeah, no doubt. Um, unless you Mo went Jap Bernard. Jap. Unless you went to school with them, you don't know yeah. their real names. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Muttley. Muttley, that's right. That's right. No doubt. <laughs> You know, well, man, well, good, good. I'm glad you cleared that up. But, man, yeah. you and I go back. You were one year ahead of me in school. Yeah. Uh-huh. And um, you and I go back, you know, even way back in the spady days. I can remember you in the spady days. But you grew up in a section of Delray, um, Jefferson Manor. Uh-huh. Right? And uh-huh. Um, that's a great area of town for after you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you all uh-huh. right now. We know every time I get somebody on Dar- from Delray on the show, um, uh, show we talk about, who had the best ball players on one side of town, right? Well, we had Anthony Penn. So that, that's oh, it. hey, that's just all. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You don't get no better than that, right? Yeah. The, the, the beauty of growing up, growing up in Jefferson Manor and both Pontiana, where mm-hmm. your relatives were, right. we were less than 150 yards from the park, man. Right so there, man. Absolutely. the park was right there. I can re- I can remember going right out there to play basketball, going mm-hmm. to Teen Town to play ping pong. Yeah, we would jump the fence and go play tackle football. Right. Okay, and <laughs> it was there. You know, my my little running crew back at that time was uh, Van Williams, uh, yes, uh, Scott Red Williams, Mark Williams, <laughs> um, oh Larry Dowdy, Bernard Dowdy. We that was our crew. We all. Well, you, we all well, you know, it's amazing, man. When I think about the athletes. Um, in Jefferson Manor. You know, of course, I always yeah. start with Penn. But, you know, Anthony got a brother named William who was a great athlete. Yes, sure it was. Right? Yeah, sure um, was. And we, you, we, you had the greatest Delray Rock of all time, Snake Robinson. Snake Robinson. No doubt about it. Snake was so good, St. Andrews came and recruited him while he was in high school. Got him out of there, right? Yeah, got no him out of there, man. And so you had Snake, you had Scout Red, you had Van, you had his brother Mark. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, you had Grover, Pop Grover. Pop Grover. You had Pop and Randy Grover. You had and Pop Randy. Johnson around the corner. Oh, my God. Yeah. Curtis Williams. Curtis Williams, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, we can go on and on and on, man, about the athletes that's right there in that little small community. Yeah. And no then doubt. you go one street over, go past the park, one street over, and you got Smitty Boo. You got Tuke yeah. Mitchell. You got Vic Mitchell. Yeah. You got Bernard Wilson. You got all those groups of people, man. And that, man, it was talent everywhere. Let me say no that. No it doubt. was talent everywhere. You now, know, when, you, I think, when I think about those days, Bobby, the thing uh, that I remember the most, you know, because you talk about how sports sets you up for life, right? Mm -hmm. And I think about the passion that mm -hmm. came out of that community. Because mm -hmm. I remember with, we, I started playing with the Delray Rocks at nine years old. Exactly. And we used to practice at Plumosa back at then. Plumosa, right? We, had, we, we walked 2.3 miles. I looked it up on the GPS. We walked 2.3 miles one way to go to practice. That's how much we wanted to play and be involved in sports. And, and you know, and it's amazing. We look forward to walking. Yeah, we did. Exactly. We were not even thinking about, oh, how we're going to get there. Yeah. You know, my mama can't take me, so I can't go to practice. Dude, right. we got our uniform. We walked. Yes, we did. We walked all the way to Pomosa and back. You and know? made sure we always stopped by the by those sea grape trees on Swinton and got a couple of sea grapes to go got home. Some with. Sea grapes, and then <laughs> hey, and, and sometimes we, we stopped. We got some mangoes from people. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, so, man, yeah. It, it was an adventure, man. It, it was it was a great time uh, for us growing up in Delray. And you know, it's amazing because I've had um, several guys on the show that you know that um, outdates the Delray Rocks, mm -hmm. like Red Odom, Bill right. Caesar. You uh -huh. know, um, a lot of those guys, um, Oswell, um, Baldwin, yep. um, uh, Herman Bain, you know, they all be on the show right. and they talk about because, you know, all I could all I could think about is how we grew up in the, in the streets, but we also grew up playing rock ball. Right? right. And so that was our outlet to play organized ball at an early age. So my question to them is, well, what do y'all do? You know, you know, you didn't have rock ball. So what do you do? And um, they said that they had each community pretty much had a team. Mrs. Zach, you know, would take some kids and they play tackle football in different places and, and like that. But they said when you got it, when you get on Carl High's football team, you may get on like in the eighth, ninth grade, but you just get your brains beat in for three or four years, right? right. No before doubt. You, before doubt. you got your opportunity. Right. And so, and I can see that because even back then, you start talking about the athletes. Man, that's one thing we're not lacking in that little community, is especially football athletes. Right. And yeah. baseball athletes, yeah. right? And so we talk about all the great players, but then I also remember um, watching Carver High uh, when I was in elementary school, but also listening to Seacrest play on the radio, and you had people playing at Seacrest like Dennis Matthews. Yep. You had people like Ronnie Mack over there. You had mm -hmm. Big E, Ernest Williams over there. Timmy Taylor. Timmy Taylor. I mean, you had... And my, and my cousin from Boynton, Doug Davis, played played there. Listen, you know what? I, I got to tell you this, man. I just found out something that's just amazing, right? You know, yeah. Delray is a small town, right? Yeah. I always tell my mom, they all came from the farm. I said, you know, it's a uh -huh. lot of speakers on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just found out that Doug Davis is, is related to me. Yeah. So I mean, right. you are related to me. Yeah, that's what it means. No doubt about it. Yeah. That's amazing. His grandfather is my uncle, George okay. And his grandmother, Aunt Perlee, was my grandfather's brother and sister. Yeah. Wow, man, that's crazy, man. That is, that is crazy. I, I, I can remember listening because Doug was my cousin, oh, so I can remember listening to the radio to listen to Seagrest, Secret, Seacrest, uh, even when we couldn't go to the games with Carver sometimes. Like right. you know, going back up then, we weren't allowed to go to Blanche Ely or Belle Glade. But those were great games. I tell you, when I think about the Carver days. And mm -hmm. all of the games I remember back in the Carver days, mm -hmm. I remember it was homecoming one year and John F. Kennedy came in. Wow. Carver won the game, but Boosie Coleman ran three Boosie Coleman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was a special athlete. He was a special athlete, man. And, and, I, and I saw Ronald Robinson come to Carver Gym and, and score about 50 points on, on Barry Hill. <laughs> I mean, just, just some of the overall talent that you just saw all oh, the way man. around in that whole area, in that whole county, no doubt. It, 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 was, it was amazing, man. And, and you, know, I, 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 you know, I can remember everything almost like it was yesterday, right? Yeah. It was so fun and so inspiring for me, man. It was, it was like, um, how can I say? It? it was a thing that kept me going, right? Yeah, no doubt. And uh, we lived, um, at one time we lived in Carver Park and, you know, we could, I can get in my room and 
take my binoculars and if they the ball came on one hash mark, I can right. see a little bit of the game, right? right? And things like that. But you can hear the band all over town. So yeah. so it, it was strong. Now, so when we think about that, so let's, let's go back to that because okay. it's a point I want to make, right? Mm-hmm. So we think about all that talent back then. You know, Seacrest had a lot of it. Yeah. All right. And I think about the first state championship team at, at Carver. You know, I think about the backfield in particular. You had um, Pop Rover. Mm-hmm. You had um, Abraham Wooten. Right. And you had the GOAT, Greg Dobson. Greg Dobson, that's right. All in the same backfield. Yep. And, of course, Penn on the center. And then, you know, you had Randy Strong alternating in at fullback. And don't right. forget Big Daddy Hunt blocking and Barry oh. Hill and everything Penn throw his way. It's crazy, man. I mean, yeah. you think about that. So so let's think about that now. Let's go back. So we think about those three. Uh-huh. Now, at Seacrest at the time, Dennis Matthews was in the same class as Greg Dobson and Abraham Wooten and Pop okay. Broke. Okay. So he's over there. He's he's a leading rusher at Seacrest. Right. right? right. And, and a track star. He had all the track records. Uh-huh. He had most of the track records when, when I got to Atlantic High School. Okay. Um, he did. So, yeah, so you had that. And so where were all those guys playing? If they were on the same team, where would they play? So, uh, Joe, I gotta say, I gotta say this: you you find ways, you know, to some of those guys would have to play defense. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be offensive stars. There's only one football, right? right? And so, when I look at that, and then I go and start thinking about our class, the '76, '77, '75 class mm-hmm. um, that come out of that Boca High and you know that Atlantic High. You know, where would all those guys play? It would it would have been very difficult. Just, been to very you, difficult. just to give you an example, Bobby, here in the state, I'm living in Oklahoma. Here in Oklahoma, there's there's two programs called Jinx and Union, right? They've won probably 13 state titles. Okay. But they but they they grow the school, but they never expand the program. Whereas in Oklahoma City and even where I live in Edmond, we've gone from one high school to three schools. Mm. Now, there are three quarterbacks that got a chance to play, to your point, as opposed right. to one. And exactly. a lot of kids got opportunities that would not have got opportunities that played at Jinx or Union. They may have won titles, but they never got a chance to build a character that sports allows you to build. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and then, I, I can remember this, too. And tell me if you experienced this at Boca. We had guys at Atlantic that wouldn't play until their senior year because they didn't want to sit the bench. That's true. Yep, same thing. Now, the greatest athlete, I played with a lot of great athletes, but in high school, the greatest athlete I played with was Mo Wesley. Right. Oh, he was special. He was special. But you know, Mo never played football for one year at Atlantic. He only played baseball two years. Okay. (laughs) Mo Mo was so fast that if the ball made one hop in the infield, Mo was safe. That's what got Mo drafted. And remember, Mo decided to go and play football okay, right. as opposed to playing baseball. Playing baseball. That's but right. Mo was Mo, – most real calling was baseball. Mo was a special. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he was special. And yeah. then he, he also, you know, like when we can line up the baseball game and the track meet, he would come give us points and give, give us points in the track meet. Okay. So he was, he was that kind of a guy, right? Yeah. And so, so you know, where, where, where are Mo playing at today? Well, we need him at the track. Can we get him, you know? And so yeah. he'll come over, man, and do something. If it's 100, 200, right. quarter. I mean, he's even run the quarter and came and got us points, man. Yeah. So he, he was a great athlete. And so, and I think about another guy who, uh, I don't know, I'm quite sure you know about him, right? Chuck Jones was another oh, guy. No doubt, no doubt, Chuck. Chuck, Jones, played, Chuck played baseball too. Chuck was a great baseball player, yes, but he, he stopped when he got in high school. Yeah. You know, so Chuck, and then this is what I found out about Chuck, um, not long, just not long ago, recently that he actually could have graduated in your class. Okay. He was upper class. He was a young guy. Right, yeah. And I and I go, man, you kidding me. I said, man, if you would have stayed, we probably could have won state. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, Chuck was special. I mean, Chuck was, oh, Chuck was a natural athlete. That, you know, you talk about Mo. Some of the, one, what are the, what are, when you, as soon as you mention Mo's name, the image that always comes back is back to the Delray Rock. Remember Mo was so small, uh-huh. They didn't have they didn't have a uniform to fit him, right, so right. if Delman would bounce, his pants would be falling. He still be running eighty yards. Still be running eighty yards touchdowns, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he was a, he was that kind of guy. So yeah, so, so 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 Cho, let's talk about this now. You okay? Now you grew up. We played football together. Uh huh. But your game was baseball. Yes, it was. Right, 
And so who who was the influences in your life with baseball? Was it because the park was right there and you played a lot? How did you get influenced to, to, to really take that game? So, so here's my baseball story, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, you know, my older brothers, they weren't really into sports. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was playing like sandlock ball and doing some of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And my mom mm-hmm. took me out there to Red Odom and said, hey, teach this boy how to play the game. Wow. And, Red, and Red Odom was Red the Odom. one that taught me. And I can remember, like, here's the way Red taught me how to play baseball. Mm-hmm. He said, the only way you're going to be good at this game is you don't fear the ball. And uh-huh. he put me in, he put me, I'm left-handed, but he put me in a catcher's suit. Okay. Backed me up against the fence uh-huh. and stood maybe about, about 20 yards away. Okay. And just hit line drives, hit line drives, hit line wow. drives. So stop it, stop it, stop it. And uh-huh. I, by the end of the day, it was it was a challenging <laughs> day, but he but but he came back and said, you know what, you 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 still here, you still here. <laughs> and within two days, I no longer feared the baseball. And once I lost wow. fear of the ball, wow. I was able to go play. The, the game became easy. You know that's amazing, man. Because baseball is the only sport never called my name out, right? Yeah. And so I can go see you play at the park. I can see Joe Cheney. I can see yeah. every, all my friends play. Johnny Haynes, Lawrence yeah. Strange, they all play. I can go and watch a game and didn't feel like I had to be out there. But I got to tell you, I had a fear of the ball. Okay. I really had a fear of the ball. So I never got the opportunity to play because I never I never went to my dad and said, I want to play baseball, right? right? Now, had I got out there with you guys, I know just that peer pressure is everything, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt about when it. When I caught on, I go, hey, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't be the, the, the um, bad news bears kid here. So, but so but, you but he had a different he had a different calling for you, okay? Your, oh, call, no your, your calling, your calling was football and track. That was it, man, and, and yeah. I loved it too. And you, yeah. and it was amazing how we evolve into the things that we're called to do, right? right? Yeah. And it's not by accident, you know. Um, I, I matter of fact, <laughs> I'll tell you this story. When I was in the eighth grade, um, I had to go home from middle school. And um, uh, no, seventh grade. I had, to, I had to hurry up and get home from school. And some of my friends kept asking me, well, "Why you gotta hurry up and go home? We we gotta go play some basketball." I said, "Man, I gotta go home. I gotta I gotta wash them dishes, them breakfast dishes, and I, I gotta make sure I back on the floor, right?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, so this this dude Jasper Williams said, "Man, if you keep doing that, you're gonna be like a little woman, right?" Right. <laughs> Yeah. And so it scared me. I took a little. I go, man. That means if I keep doing that kind of work, I'm like, no. So I stopped and I signed up for everything. So I I signed up for golf. Of course, mm-hmm. you know I couldn't do that, right? Yeah. Never played golf. I went out for baseball. Mister Hurst had me out there baseball. I never played little league baseball, so I couldn't do that, right? Yeah. And then next thing you know, I found a track, and and found a home, man. Just yeah. just found a home immediately because not only could I run. But what I was good at was long jumping. A lot okay. of people don't know I was a long jumper, and I had okay. to set the county record in the middle school. I, yeah, I was a great, good long jumper. So, so that's how I got involved with that and, find, and and really found a home. So, 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 so baseball became your sport. And so yeah. now, when you first started, what position did you play? Your first year in baseball. My first year, I was eight years old, and they mm-hmm. stuck me in right field because I was the youngest person on the team. Okay, so, you know, right. they, they, hide, they hide you in right field. They hide, they hide everybody in right field. And, and, and Red Olin was actually my first coach. Oh, and really? I'll never forget, because I was so young, every time I used to go to bat, he put the bunt signal and make me bunt all year <laughs> long. I had to Bobby, the last game, I got the swing, right, finally. And I hit a line drive, and a little Jack caught it at shortstop and stuff like that. And so I ended up with a zero, zero, zero batting average as an eight-year-old. Okay, oh my God. And that that bump. But then later on in life, that turned out to be pretty productive. Absolutely. So after that year, I started playing for John Ramsey. Okay. And Kurtwood was helping us with Kurt the team. Wood. That's right. And I actually had a first base mitt. I wanted to play first base. Okay. And Kurt would say, no, you left-handed. I'm going to get you out of pitch. Because right. Kurt was left-handed, too. And Kurt Wood actually was the person that taught me how to throw a curveball. Really? And you know, for me, the curveball was my pitch. Oh, that was your pitch, man. That was yeah, my pitch. Absolutely, absolutely man. Yeah. Man, you know, it's it's amazing, man. You know, I, like I said, I should go see y'all play, man. I'd be so happy just to be outside the fence, you know, watching you guys play. 
So so when you when you play, so it started with Red Odom for you, right? Right, start with Red Odom at eight. You, you know, I'm it's amazing for me. Um and, and you know, Red, you know, he don't like to take credit for this, but man, you gotta give him his roses because that man's ha- has helped so many people in City of Delray. No I, I, I can't even explain it. Um, you, you know, because he also coaches in football as well. Right, right. Delray Rocks. And he was the one who taught me how to tackle. You know, that year I sat the bench playing with Toot and, you know, Bubba Brown, all them, the right. older guys. You know, I sat the bench. And at the time, I thought it was actually the worst thing in my life. I thought my life was over. I'm sitting the bench. It didn't feel good. But right. I remember sitting the bench, but every night, Red, put me on the defense and, and, and basically I learned how to tackle. Right. Couldn't see the future. You know, couldn't see the forest for the trees at the time. I still angry, but I go to high school, the end of my ninth grade year, I go out for spring thinking I'm going to play JV uh-huh. and end up getting a starting job um, playing free safety on the varsity, you know, as a 10th grader, you know, because I learned how to right. tackle two, two seasons before that. Right. Yep. And then all that quarterbacking I did in high school, it didn't mean anything to college recruits, you know, because I didn't get, I, I just got a, a few um, opportunities to play quarterback for wishbone teams. Right. Which okay. I, I'm like, that's, you know, you're not going to stereotype me that way. So um, I just decided to go and do what I do and play defense. And, you know, and it worked out for me. But it well, all started with Red Oak. Given, given what you did your senior year where almost mm-hmm. every ball you intercepted, you ran back for a touchdown. Exactly. Why would they put you on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, well, you got a point. You had a natural innate ability to mm-hmm. go to the football yeah. and go from there. Yeah. Go, that's and that's I, and I tell you, when I, when I look back just in time, Bobby, mm-hmm. and I look at people, and we, you know, we all recognize there were some amazing right. athletes, okay, mm-hmm. that came through Delray, and and the no, the most talented person, most people don't even know who that person would be, right? Exactly. 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 But, but the fact that you mm-hmm. was passionate about mm-hmm. being disciplined, mm-hmm. the fact that you put the work in, Absolutely. okay, mm-hmm. the fact that you listened to people and you were teachable, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. it put you in the situation that you came up to. And that's the thing I just try to tell young people now. You know, when I when I when I look back, you talk about Red Odom. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't be more proud of than my younger brother Eric. You know, just from the standpoint that Eric's calling wasn't to go and be on the field. Right. Eric's calling was to was to mentor young men and turn them into yes. men. Football Absolutely. is the avenue he uses, Absolutely. but it's to take young men who everybody says, mm-hmm. "Hey, they don't have an opportunity to do this mm-hmm. or that," and turn mm-hmm. and, and show them that they can be something in life. Well, I, I tell you, he's the he's the Bump Mitchell of um, of Delray Rock. Man, I'm just yeah. telling because you know what he has done. Even when he was coaching in high school, mm-hmm. yeah, the, I agree. The young men that he coached in high school, you, you know, you, you just can't, man, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. You just can't put a price on that. And and when I think about the men who coached me and mentored me, you, you know, sometimes it just brings tears to my eyes. Right. You know that these people that God placed these people in my life. To help me because no matter what we think about somebody, you know, how it turned out for someone, what kind of athlete that they are, yeah. you know, you can't do anything without the help of somebody. That's right. You've got to have somebody helping you. Without, I, I never played I never played under bump, mm-hmm. but both two and Vic were my very good friends. Yes. So I ate a lot of dinners at their table. table. Bump taught me how to be a man and how to have manners. Okay. Absolutely. And and he taught me life skills. And that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that I think was the most mm-hmm. important or back in that day was the life skills that people mm-hmm. that we got taught as, mm-hmm. as individuals. And Absolutely. it was my my I so what's what was odd about my my growing up. So mm-hmm. I'm so I'm gonna share, you know, we there were some struggles on some people growing up at, at right. Boca, right? But mm-hmm. listen to this. Sixth grade, I went to Spady. Mm-hmm. Seventh grade, I went to Delray Junior High. Okay. Junior High. So eighth grade, they sent us sent, sent us to Boca Junior High. Okay. All right. Ninth grade, we went to Boca High. Mm-hmm. So in four years, we went to four different schools, schools four right. different environments. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't have the community we had behind us mm-hmm. to back us, a lot of people would have got lost in the shuffle in that kind of situation. Well, and, and I gotta say this too, man. When we, when we think about that time, right? Um, yeah. Because you know, I'm, I'm still I, I, I'm still kind of like confused about what happened to you guys when y'all left Spady. In the seventh grade, so you went to Derry uh, Elementary. Derry Elementary. I mean Derry Junior High. Derry Junior High. High at Atlantic. At Atlantic High. 
right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's where it was in the annex right. building. So right. you went there for a year. You went there for a year before you went to Boca uh, right. Junior High. Because it got a little ugly. It got a little ugly over there. So they say, okay, we need to separate them and send them to Boca. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That, that's yeah. absolutely crazy. Well, man, I tell you. So, so I got to ask you this question. Okay. Well, first of all, let me let me, let me say this too. You, you talk about life skills, right? Uh-huh. Um, because those men, not only did they coach us, or because our community, because of our community, we spent time sometimes in their homes. Yeah. You know, but in that small community, even if you were out in the street, if your mother saw me doing something wrong, she had the right to discipline me. Yeah. in the street oh yeah that's just the way it was with everybody no i mean it truly took a village and we were a village right yeah, we were yes we were every adult can speak into your life now you talk about life skills even from some of our teachers grace like curtis i oh, can't yeah. i can't oh bro, man bro, I can't, <laughs> she, brought the heat, she brought the heat multiple times <laughs> bro, bro, bro i can't tell you how many times i t- touched my toes or yeah, I know that's <laughs> Yeah. You know, but man, the life skills she taught yep. us, you know, it, it was a different time. Yes, no and, and, and I tell you, I, I tell you, um, I really missed, and, and it's something, it, it hurt back then when we didn't get an opportunity to go to Carver High. Right. A lot of people don't understand that, um, but um, it hurt, you know, that I, and I know for me that I never got a chance to play for Coach Coffee. Because I lived in their home. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, we used to live right Larry there. Grew up together, yeah. Yeah, we live right there. And, you know, Larry and I have been best buddies since first grade. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, to not have that opportunity, uh, to not be able to do the thing that Penn did, right? Right. In, in, the, in, the, in the same place. And sure. so, so it was tough. But we, we did have teachers and, you know, and, and people like that. Like Miss Hudson, I know you, you, you still uh-huh. in contact yeah. with Hudson. And um, um, th- there's some great, great educators from our community that, that have a lot of impact on our lives as well. Well, I know at Boca High, Bobby, we had uh, Kelly Brown, mm-hmm. we had Durton, we yes. had Miss Farrington, and oh, we man. had your mom to keep us all in place. Wow. Okay? And, and I mean that, you know, for, for, for a very soft-spoken person, mm-hmm. She brought a lot of respect. When your mom spoke, mm-hmm. people listened because Amen. we knew when she said so, we knew we was out of line. Right. Amen. And, and, they, and they 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 constantly reminded us that mm-hmm. we were from Delray mm-hmm. and to carry ourselves a certain way well, to represent right. our community well. That's right. I mean, yeah. Man, I mean, what I mean, what, what can you say? I mean, yeah, you know, that that's that's valuable. And, you know, and, and we never forget those times because it was a different time for us. No doubt. It was a different it. time in the nation. Right, yes, think about it. Yes, from, it from the whole, it was just a, a it, yes, was a, it was a, it was a, it was a crazy time too because we had some assassinations in the late '60s, right? Yes. And, um, and so we lived through that, you know, elementary, yes. uh, elementary school days, you mm-hmm. know, hearing about that, and then you know when we integrated, when you guys had to go to Boca, you know, I, I know it was tough down there, right? It was yes. tough down there, so. You, you know, but I, I, one of the things I always say, Bobby, everything mm-hmm. worthwhile is uphill, right? Ah, yes, sir. Life is always difficult. Mm-hmm. And if you embrace the uphill, mm-hmm. you can deal with it. Bro, and, you, you set them out for that. And at Boca, even though it was an uphill battle, mm-hmm. I met some great people as a result of that. Yes. One of the families that I got to know really well was the Neoporty family. Okay. And uh, Tom Neoporty had played professional golf, and okay. he played with Jack Nicholas. And oh, so wow. growing up, spending time around the Neoporty, wow. I got to meet the Nicholas kids wow. and some of the others. And, wow. and, and, and I learned to assimilate for what mm-hmm. the world had in front of me before ah, that. So, so even, even in those times mm-hmm. that were considered tough times, mm-hmm. there were lessons to be learned out of that to prepare us for the future. For the future. Amen. Amen. Right. Boy, look at here. You're preaching good right now. <laughs> that, that, that's good stuff right there. So, so all right. So I want to talk about somebody because this person is special. Okay. And um, I've always admired her, right? Okay. Um, I didn't know her, know her. But I watch your mom uh-huh. over the years. And when I look at all of you, okay, every one of you guys have been successful in life. Every one of her children, 
So what it was like, man, what was she like as, as your mom, your, your parent, man? Because she was an amazing woman. Yes. So here's, here's how I started out, okay? Mm-hmm. She was tough because it was five boys in the house. So she had to put the fear in us to keep us in line, right? So she was tough. But at the same time, Bobby, she mm-hmm. was always present. There was never a mm-hmm. moment when there was a PTA or something involved in school. Right. Even if we may, she may have needed the money, she mm-hmm. was going to let us know she was going to be present and hold mm-hmm. us accountable. Wow. And I, I, I thank people for Miss Wesley, Shirley Plummer. Those yeah. people, they put their arms around mom. Mm-hmm. And they taught mom how to help with the Roots Festival and do those mm-hmm. things. And, okay. and, what, and what the thing, when I look back on my mother's life, mm-hmm. the legacy that I walk away with mm-hmm. is she was a person of service. You yes. Know, Sunday school and, and not so much just, I think most of our success has come as a result of mm-hmm. our desire to want to serve others. It's yeah. lifting the next person up. Okay. Somebody helped us get up. So it's yeah. our responsibility to reach back and help Amen. others get up. Amen. And, but she was, but she was, she was, she was an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I remember times when there would be food on the table, and mm-hmm. she was a. And I know I won't go that far, but mm-hmm. she was also a praying woman. There were mm-hmm. times, there were times, there were times, Bobby, when we would we would have food on the table. We barely had food to eat, and mm-hmm. one of our neighbors, won't call her name, would come and say, "Carrie, I don't have anything to feed the kids." Right. And she'd take the stuff off of our table and wow. give it to them. And, and then good. my uncle Herman, Uncle Herman, he worked at the Delray patio. Right. And that same night, I would hear mom praying and say, Lord, I don't know where my next meal is going to come from. Wow. And he, I hear a rap on the dough. <laughs> we had a big party tonight. Here's the food. The Lord provides, man. He always provided, man. He always provides, man. He, 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 he provided. And, 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 she, and she taught us that people are going to respect you by doing things the right way. You know, Absolutely. there are no shortcuts in life. I look back at, you know, some people ask me sometimes, they say, what was it like to be sometime in your childhood? I say, well, my first job I ever had, I had to help pay a bill. They say, that was interesting. I said, you know something? I said, at the time it happened, right. I said, man, this don't seem fair. But what it taught me was because I never got to ever spend my entire paycheck, it made learn how to save easy. Amen. Amen. And it set me up for the future. Amen. Amen. See, see that's it right there, man. Yeah. yeah. Right there. That's it, man. man I, 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 she was just an awesome woman, man. You know, I, I, I can't say enough about her. And, and and then um 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 and so 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 tell me this all right so outside of her what was it like having older brothers because see i never experienced that right okay. in my life. Okay. I'm, I'm the oldest right okay right yeah so i always admire people who have older brothers right 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 so so J- so james spent most of his high school career up in jersey yeah, up in so jersey. he kind of came in later mm-hmm. now lester Lester was the drum major. So because Lester was the drum major, everybody knew I was Lester's brother. So I can remember when we'd be watching down the street with Carl and watch Lester and Rittler out there, do, out there doing, hey, their man, doing their thing. Boy. Out, there, out there doing their thing. And so, and so just watching them model and then Bo Peep was always a hard worker. So the work ethic piece was the piece that I got from him. So I think that the big thing is, is just always having somebody to show you the way. Right, look up to it. Like I I tell people a lot of times that that, though all the whole film, I said, my thing in sports was only to just show Eric the way to be a part of young men's lives. Right. Because I did it, it made him want to do it. And look where and look where it got him. Yeah. Oh man, no, no, no doubt about it, man. Yeah. I mean, I went down to 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 see him, um, see his team last year, last fall, for homecoming. Yeah. Man, look, man, when I left there, man, I was on a high, you know, because his team reminded me of our teams. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You you know, think about it now. So think about it. Think about every team we played on with the Rocks. Yeah. Every team had three or four guys who any one of them touched the ball can go to distance. Can go to distance, no doubt. Eric had four kids like that. Yeah. And so yeah. the first thing I thought about was when I played with Bump, me, Van, Bernard Parker, and P Nanny. Right. Okay. Okay. First thing I thought about, I said, man, they got they got four too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it was amazing, man. And then to see the way he coached them. Yeah. It, it was amazing. I mean, he was coaching them. And and then you know he broke it down to me one time you know what his practices were like. Uh huh. Man, Eric got them. He he got them going, bro. But yeah, so, he got them going. So so two weeks ago, Bobby, they had bye week. 
Mm-hmm. Eric said, no, nah, you know, ain't no off weeks around here. No, so his, t- his team kept practicing while a few right. team took some time off. But no, 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 no. Yeah, he, yeah. he coached him hard because all he knows is bump. That's so all he knows bump. He coached exactly. him hard. So exactly. that's what he, he's exactly. doing what he learned. He's doing what he learned. And the disciplines in his life. You know, yeah, we, talk about, we talk about the disciplines you had at home, yeah. how your mom, you know, raised y'all. But yeah. think about it. Most of all of y'all went to the military. Yeah, you're right. Right? Yeah, all of them but me. But, but you, you're the only one. <laughs> only one, yeah. Your baby sister. Yeah, that's right. Sure did. Sure did. Yeah. How many, years she get, how many years she get in? I think Jennifer did 23 or 24. One of the two, yeah. Man, yeah. I'm talking about it. amazing, man. I mean, yeah. that's amazing. So you think about the discipline from from serving. You said it earlier, uh-huh. from serving yeah. others, right? Right. Yeah, it, it's nothing like that. I'm in seminary school right now. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you and I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm, I'm excited too because, you know, over the years, you know, I was told you don't have to go here, you know, but I needed to, I, the, the time is right. And so right. I needed to be there. And some of the things that I'm learning, man, is, uh, it's exciting. A lot of it is about discipline, church discipline, right? right? Okay. So, so I'm, I'm, really exci- I'm really excited about that. So, all right. So you go to Boca High, right? Uh-huh. And um, you're playing baseball at Boca High. Yeah. And um, you're pitching. Name some of the guys that was on the team with you. Who, who were who, who were pitchers with you at Boca High? Okay, so okay, so pitchers with me was a gentleman by the name of Any Wright. Any mm-hmm. grew up with us. Uh, Danny Wepner. Danny ended up pitching at Palm Beach Community College. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, John Freed. Never mm-hmm. seen never seen John Freed even put a jacket on. He go out there and throw the ball ninety miles an hour. Bruce <laughs> played one year and then he didn't okay. play. Right, but. But the guy that mentored me really pitching was Bozo Pratt. Bozo, Bozo, both in at the par, Bozo taught me the slider. Bozo taught me all the pitches and location of pitches and where and how, how I needed to become successful as a pitcher. I, I learned I learned that through them. I tell you, Bozo, Bozo was a special player. Yes, he was. He was a special pitcher. And you know, he was him and um at Atlantic, him and Danny um Titwell. Uh, Tipwell on the same roster. Yeah. Uh-huh. Think about that. And Jeff Morrison was a puppet. Yeah. See, you Jeff know. and I grew up in competition uh, always. Jeff, yeah, Jeff okay. and I always did competition. Yeah. Wow, wow. So, so I Jeff- saw I saw a picture not long ago. Uh-huh. Oh man. I saw a picture. I wish I had it ready for the show. Okay. Um, all of you guys in a, I don't know if it was Pony League or what it was. Uh, all of you guys, man. It, it was it was a special picture, man. Special picture. Okay. So I, I take photos like that, and uh-huh. I like to put them up on my wall, right? Okay. So that when people come to my house, they ask me, well, who are these guys right here, right? Yeah, sure. And then, I, then I can go into my spiel, man. I'm, I'm telling you, Delray, we got the best athletes on the planet, right? Yeah, no doubt. So I go into my spiel. So you, so you learn a lot from Bozo. I learned a lot from Bozo. Wow. And, 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 guess, and guess who helped Bozo, which a lot of people don't think? Red had a great relationship with Rick Roden. And Rick Roden would come out and work with Bozo really? on certain things. Yes. Man, yeah. that's special. Yeah. That's special. Yeah. Now, Rick Roden. You, you, oh, you know, talk about an athlete. You talk listen, about an athlete. Listen, Cho, I, you know, I, I'm i not I'm not afraid to say anything. If somebody's great, they're great. I Rick agree. Roden might be the best athlete to ever come out of the RA. He's good. When, He's you, when you think about what he did in professional baseball. Yes. Not only how he pitched the ball, right, but to this day, he's an all-time leading hitter by a pitcher in the history of Major League Baseball. Yeah, he was special. No other pitcher, no other pitcher has hit more balls or got on base more than Rick Rose. And, and he's a scratch golfer. And he's and a he scratch was, golfer. You know, Rick Rick had the injury, so he couldn't run very fast. But Rick averaged over. He he averaged probably about twenty points a game in high school. He played with he played with the Price Boys. Greg the Price, Price Boys. That's right. Greg Price and Steve Price. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You know, I had uh, I had Coach Price on uh, okay. Price and his and his son Greg had uh-huh. them on the show, and they were man, they were just telling me all these stories about the, the guys. I had no idea, you know. Yeah. Um, Rick Rowan was a great baseball player. And the argument is, had he played football, that my buddy Steve Harden might have not have hit the field. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Coach Harden was a real quarterback now. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Steve, yes, Steve he was. threw that ball now because Steve coached me at Atlantic. Gotcha. Matter, of, matter of fact, I got to tell you a quick story. You know, the old, um, and it's still at, at the Atlantic High now, the new Atlantic, the uh-huh. statue. Why he tittle? 
why he tell it? You know, I thought that was Steve Harden. <laughs> I'm, I like it. I so like I'm not kidding you because yeah. I, I, I never connected dots and it never had the plaque. It never said that it was white. Yeah, it sure didn't. Yeah, sure didn't. Sure so didn't. I see the number 14 in Atlantic or Seacrest yeah. uniform. Yeah. And I said, well, that's got to be Steve Harden. He's the best quarterback ever come out of here, right? Right. So for years, man, until somebody told me, I was so disappointed though when they told me. That. <laughs> <laughs> I was really, I was really disappointed. The, the, the thing the thing I admired about mm-hmm. the way Connie Wilder coached you guys at Atlantic mm-hmm. is the best players hit the field. Yeah. And a lot of y'all played both ways. Lot, yeah, where, yeah. Where, whereas mm-hmm. that luxury wasn't there. Right for you like guys. Over high. Right. And right. and as a result of it, you guys had a chance. You guys excelled and thrived. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. As opposed to. I think I think some people probably left a little right. frustrated. Right. Yeah. But, well, it you know, the, but it was just the way things were set. It's the way things were. Well, I tell no you, doubt what, about it. no doubt about well, it. Well, one of the things that um, Coach Wilder did, and 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 to me, it was really crazy. I still don't agree with this philosophy. You know, you, you sometimes you can't disagree with your coach. Right? Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. All right. So we, we talked about all the talent we had in both schools, right? Right. I couldn't imagine us being together. Because when I when I think about you guys, when I start thinking about the backfield, I think about Doug Parker, I think about uh, Fred Gaines, I think about Vince Strong, I think about Van, I think about um, Curtis. Uh, it was a Curtis. What's the guy named um, Williams from Boca? I think Eddie about, Williams. Eddie Eddie Williams. Williams. I Eddie think Williams. about all those guys. Alvin right. Price. Alvin right. Price. Right. You know, it's it's only one football. Right. Yeah. It's, it's only one football. I'm quite sure there's some other players that I don't know who play, from Boca who played. Right. You know, I'm. what do you do with all that? And so, you know, what Coach Wilder did, though, he played his best athletes both ways. Yes, he did. But now here's what hurt us. Every year we play in the semifinal. We got at least two guys hurt. Okay. Both ways. We only carried 28 on the team. He would never carry more than 28. So we, we had a small squad. Okay. So you think about when you got two guys going both ways get hurt in the semifinal. Yeah. That's big so guys. you got to replace four positions now yeah. with guys who never really played the game. You know, and so that was the only thing I didn't like. And I thought we were, from a skill position wise, we had enough people to play, you know, like, like for instance, well, Don Monroe was the start of his senior year at corner, right? Mm-hmm. We had so many guys like that who could have played defense, right? Right. Um, that could have played good defense as opposed to just sitting the bench. Right, gotcha. Right? And so so that's the only thing that uh, I didn't like. I thought we should have carried, you know, at least 40, right? Gotcha. As opposed to 28. We'll have, in the spring, man, we'll have 300 kids come out for spring football, I'm telling you. And he cut every one of them. Wow. He cut every one of them, man. You know, we had so many people out there, and, and then he always had this thing: you got to be tough to be an eagle, right? I'm like, man, come on, man. Yeah. You need to keep some of these bodies out here, right? At least some of them, man. So, but anyway, it, it, it was it was it was a good time. It was fun for us to, um, you know. I remember um, going, you know, playing at Atlantic, um, uh, playing for Coach Wilder, and Coach Wilder was a no nonsense guy. Now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't mess around. I mean, he right. he wasn't your friend. You knew that day one. I don't care if you're the quarterback. I mean, even when Lee Wilder, his own son, was quarterback in my 10th grade year, I mean, he'd be in his face like he, you know, I mean, he'd be riding them hard, right? So he wasn't a friend to anybody, but he was our coach. And he and he was a disciplined guy, you know? Um, and then we had, uh, we had younger guys on the staff like um, Coach Harris. You know, Coach okay. Harris. Yeah, I didn't coach you yet. O-line and, and, and linebackers coach. We have Phil Henson on the roster. And then probably the toughest coach we had was a guy named Coach Baldwin. You know, okay. um, Coach Baldwin was there. He played there. So he, he was there a long time. He played at Seacrest. So we had those four. And then Steve Harden was a quarterback coach. Right. Right. Um, and so, we had, so we, we had a pretty decent staff, right? Had a pretty decent staff. Uh, no nonsense. But I learned a lot from Coach Wilder. I learned about leadership under Coach Wilder. You know, being his quarterback, you know, he he would challenge me, man. And he, he would push me. And he taught me um, to lead by example. And so he wanted me to always be out front. 
And so I learned that from him. And I went to Florida State, man, my, as a freshman. The first drill we did, Cho, I went straight to the front of the line. Okay. And them seniors jumped on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> freshman, get your butt back here. Get your butt way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, know any, I didn't know any different. I just went to the front yeah. of the line. And um, see what you're taught. But then after that year, I start as a sophomore in college. I went to the front of the line. So okay. all right, so baseball at, at, at Boca, um, and then when it came to college, mm-hmm. I need to know this for myself. Okay. All right. Why University of Florida? Well, that was that was law school. That was on the backside. That was, that wasn't undergraduate. Okay. I, as as a Seminole, I bet you did want to know that. Okay. I, I want to know. Right. So I actually Bobby started out where here's a story you probably don't know. So my 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 fr- my last year of high school, we Boca High was a pretty big school back then, six A, and we played a lot of smaller schools when they would come down for spring break because everybody couldn't play University of Miami or those schools. So there was a there was an NAIA school called Cumberland College in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Okay, it came down and scrimmaged us, mm. and I pitched that day, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so. I had a good outing. And when mm-hmm. I got home, the baseball coach was at the house. Wow. And back then, they didn't give a whole lot of baseball scholarships. But he right. said, I'll give you an academic scholarship. Okay. And my mother said, they offering money? Okay, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to school. Sight unseen. Sight unseen. I got there to school. It was maybe like 1,200 students. They had, we had, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a Christian, it was a, it was a Christian school. You had okay. to go to uh, convocation every day. Oh, wow. okay. room check. You got demerits. And at that time, that was a season in my life where I was actually running from God. God had put the plate right in front of me. Yeah. And after, yeah, I said, no, I got, I can't do this. And my dream had always wanted to go to Howard. And I right. said, I'll pick my own education. I'm headed to D.C. Right, right. So it was actually after right. I went to Howard. Was, so Florida gave me, Florida right. gave me money for a ride. That's right, 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 right. <laughs> but, but here's what I do remember. Uh-huh. When, when I got there, uh-huh. okay, Bob Huco was quarterbacking. Okay. And uh, and uh, the other kid, and, and what, the first year I got there, they went 0 10 and one and y'all beat us about 49 and nothing. Oh, they, then yeah. The, oh, then yeah. the next, okay. then the next year, oh, oh, y'all, man, y'all beat us about 120. It was, it was. Hey, I was bragging on you, even though, we, <laughs> even though you, you gotta find something, right? Yeah, even, yeah, I had to find solid somewhere, and I, and I, you know, and I, and because Spencer was there, Spencer and I was in school, right. so Spencer would bring a lot of his buddies over, right, and guys right. like Doug Kellum, Wilbur yeah. Marshall, you know, those guys would come over right, from time right, to time. Right, right, but, right. Uh, but yeah, man, yeah, they were that, they were not. That was not a good season to be Florida football. That was Charlie Pell. Well, you know, it's amazing, right? Because I remember, you know, they recruited me. And uh-huh, they recruited me right. to play quarterback, gotcha. believe it or not. Right. Well, that's what they were telling me, right? Right, right. So, exactly. They told a lot of them that. They told a lot of them that. <laughs> so i never forget it, man, because Kevin Logan, you know, okay. played at Florida. Yep. Uh-huh. Played yeah. like at Florida. And so one day in the summer, we were in there working out, and he, he asked me, he said, man, what are you going to do? And I told him, I said, I, I want to come to Florida, right? Because I said, they're going to give me a chance to play quarterback. Man, he pulled me outside the locker room. Kevin Logan, he said, okay. he said, they're not going to let you play quarterback. Right. He said, I'm just telling you right now. He said, if you still want to come, come, but forget playing quarterback. They're not going to give you the opportunity. So he was so sincere in what he said. Right. I just dropped it. And, um, um, but I did love Coach Bowden. I, when I met him the first time, man, I, man, I, I felt my, my heart connect with him. I, I couldn't explain it, you know, because, you know, we, we only won five games the year before he, I got there. And before that, I think the previous three years, they only won like four games. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Florida State was like, <laughs> as far as football is concerned, was nothing. But when I signed, I never forget. I got I got the the the, um, the schedule right. Okay. Looking at the schedule, right. So I'm trying to figure out who we can beat, who I think we can beat, and who I think we're going to lose to. So we okay. had um, uh, Oklahoma State on the roster, and okay. Terry Miller. Right. Oh, yeah. And Earl Campbell were front runners for the Heisman that year. Okay. And yeah. I saw Terry Miller play. And I go, oh, man, we ain't going to be able to beat them, right? right. <laughs> so I'll put an L for that game. And then um, I looked at the Florida game. And I go, man, they got Wes Chandler. They got Willie, uh, uh, Willie, Willie Wilder. They got Tony Green. They got ML Carr. They got they the Gaffney boys playing, too. About four or five Gaffney brothers on the yeah. team. I said, man, we don't stand a chance to win that game, right? 
Man, it, it was unbelievable. And, and we, of course, we played that game the last game of the year. But remember, that year, we had a senior-laden team. Okay. I, especially from a defensive standpoint. I mean, mm-hmm. we had um, um, a, a Bo Jack, Bobby Jackson playing corner. We had Nat Terry. We had Mike Kincaid. We had Ira Joe Hunter playing in the secondary. Yep. Yep. I, was coming yep. off, I was coming off the bench. And then you had the be- – hey, listen, we had the best linebacker in FSU history, Aaron Carter from okay. Eatonville. Okay. Uh, when I say the best linebacker in Florida State history to this day, he is still the all-time leading tackler in Florida State history, even with Marvin Jones, even with all those great linebackers, you know, at, way after him, and Jimmy Higgins. And we had Willie Jones from Miami, who was a great NFL player. Okay. So, so we had some dudes, man. And Ron Simmons was a true freshman. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So Ron was on the line just giving the center this havoc. Just re- right. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't. He was stronger than the centers. He was benching over 550 when he was 18, and he was running a 4540. Wow. So he was a linebacker with his hand in the dirt. Yeah. So he 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 gave he gave offenses a lot of trouble. And so and we were pretty sound. I mean, we had a lot of speed on defense. And then we did something that nobody was doing in the country at the time. We passed the ball more than we ran the football. And, and that was a thing that was different. I really believe that put us ahead of most people while we were winning at a high rate back then was because everybody in the country was running the wishbone or they run the eye or they run the veer. Right. But we were throwing the ball in that in the 70s when nobody was throwing the ball. Because y'all playing dual quarterbacks also at the time. And right? we had a two-quarterback system yeah. that really that really worked. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about it really worked. I mean, so and, and, and it wasn't like Either one of them were, were, were the starters. It just just matter who, you know, who they call up. Yeah. And but the whole deal was if he's not playing well, we're gonna bring in Jimmy Jordan or we're gonna bring in Wally Woodham, right? right? Right. And I've never seen I've never seen both those guys have bad games except one game. The Oak the last game they played against Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Right. The first time both of them didn't have, you know, great games. But, I mean, it worked for us. I mean, it, it really worked for us. They were different. Uh, Jimmy had a rifle. I mean, Jimmy had that Jimmy had that thing coming in there like Doug Williams used to throw that ball. Okay. And then Wally was finesse. He had a Joe Montana ball. It was soft. Gotcha. But it was there. He was accurate, right? And then we had guys like um, uh, Jackie Flowers on the outside catching the ball. And, uh, and Kurt Unger. What class was Sam Platt in? Was Sam with you? Sam Platt was in my class. Okay. Okay. And, so, yeah. and see, Sam came there as a as a tailback. Okay. And then um, early on, they moved him to wide receiver. And then at the end, they moved him back. Like my senior year, he was a tailback. Okay. They moved him back to tailback. Sam Platt was a great football player. And so, so we had some guys, man. We and then we had guys like Holmes Johnson from okay. Haines City, right? Yeah. That a lot of people forget. People like Mark Lyles. I mean, we had a lot of guys. So. And but but Florida was loaded too, still with talent. I mean, you think about Chris Collinsworth was on the team. Yeah. You, know, you had Spencer, um, Tyrone, uh, Tyrone Young. Yeah, you Tyrone Young. And so, I mean, you had some guys, right? Yeah, you had yeah. some guys out there. And Tyrone Young, what was he about six six? Six six. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They had David Little playing middle linebacker. Yeah, David Little playing. Let's see. David was my boy. I mean, he was. Okay. Yeah, me, see, me and David was talking about going to the same high, school, same college. Okay. Okay. Right? Because uh, we played in the high school all star game together, and 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 we, and we just hit it off, man. Me and David hit it off, and so um, it's just tough that he went, he went, he went too soon. Yeah, he did. He went okay. too soon, man. Okay. All right, so 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 baseball was your game. Uh-huh. And so now let the folks know you're living in Oklahoma. Yep. How do you get to Oklahoma, and what are you doing now? Okay, so I got to Oklahoma thirty. I moved here in 1992 with Seagate. And okay. at the time I moved here with Seagate, I was overseeing because we had had a plan in Delray. Then they moved me here to Oklahoma City. And then I oversaw all of the customer uh, support distribution worldwide. Okay. So uh, locations in Amsterdam, locations in Singapore, Malaysia, okay. Mexico, and here. Mm-hmm. And I did that until so it got to where I was traveling so much, I was spending more time almost out of the country than in the country. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And I decided to step away. Mm-hmm. And I actually went to go work for a startup that was doing a cochlear implant device. Mm-hmm. And through that process, I started attending this small church that was at the time 
that was called Life Covenant Church, which right. is now known as Life Church, mm -hmm. and is the founder of the Bible app. And I've been on that, that staff for 18 years doing various things. Wow. And now what I do is lead logistics. So awesome. why, why God took a person like me and threw me in an environment like this, I don't know. But I'm definitely humble and grateful. Yes. And when I look and I, when I look back, Bobby, mm -hmm. at the experiences that God put me in front of, mm -hmm. put you in front of, mm -hmm. we didn't know why he put the people in front of us that he put in us at the time, but it was just to prepare us for doing work for his kingdom. Amen. Amen. I mean, that's it for his glory. No doubt about it. For his glory. You, you know, I've, you know, it was amazing when, when I talk about Coach Bowden in particular, uh, when I left home, um, I never knew what had really attracted me to him. Mm -hmm. You know, I was way, I was far away from God at, the, at that time, right? Right, right? But it was something about him. And later on, I picked it up. He was just like, he was a lot like my dad, right? Right, okay. Always cracking jokes, always funny, always keeping you going. But, right. you know, a strong man of God. Okay. And so what he did, but growing up in the church as a kid, when you when you're a PK, when you're a pastor's kid, you know your whole life is centered around church. Right. And all I wanted to do as a kid was go outside and hang out and play ball. Right. Sure. And so I couldn't just do what I wanted to do. You know, right. with a father at home and a, a father that's in the ministry. Right. And then you know we went to St. Paul and Me, which was our home church in Delray. Mm -hmm. And then from that, my dad got his first church assignment in Jupiter. Okay. Right. And so now uh, the, 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 um, the African-American community in, 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 in Jupiter at the time was more like a farming community. Okay. There were no paved roads. Wow. They were all dirt roads. Everybody had chickens. All right. So even for me, a little Delray boy, <laughs> I still consider myself a beach kid, right? Sure, no doubt. You go to Jupiter, right up the road, and you know we're 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 like that. And his his first church assignment was in an old condemned house. Wow, it had holes in the floor. We had to, you know, and so I'm a kid. I'm like, well, why are we why are we doing this? <laughs> why are we doing this, right? And so. Um, you know, God had his plan. And so growing up in a home and, and, you know, everything my dad had to do from Sunday school convention to anything the church was involved with, the whole family was involved with. And so church was most of my life, even then. And mm -hmm. so when I left to go to college, I said to myself, I don't have to do this no more. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be the church every time the church door opened. Sure. But, you know, scriptures is plain. You train up a child in the way he should go. Yeah. Yeah. When he is what old, old, he will not depart from it. That's right. So, so I go to Florida State, and you know, we our first week of practice as a freshman, Saturday practice. Coach Bowden got everybody together. He, he said, "All right, boys, tomorrow we're not going to practice tomorrow." And everybody's like, "Thank God." He said, but I want you to put on your best clothes because I'm going to pick you all up on the bus. At this time, we're going to church tomorrow. I'm going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me, right? Yeah. We're not going to just sleep in. We're going to church tomorrow. And so, yeah. um, and so that's how it was with him. Any, yeah. any, any, any opportunity that he had to take us to church, he did that. Yeah, and good. so we had a lot of Italian boys on the team. You know, mm -hmm. up north. Right. And so he will alternate. One week we'll go to Mass, and one week we'll go to First Baptist of Tallahassee. Okay. okay. So he alternated that way. And I, I, I fell in love with Mass because, you know, you're in there, you're out of there. Right? You're in and out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're in and out. Yeah. And so, so he was that guy. And then he also uh, opened up the FCA program at, at FSU. We didn't okay. have one before he got there. And so I would go in there, man, just hanging out with my friends. Sure. Not understanding that the word, the seed, the word seed, the watering, you know, the, yeah, sure. the, the whole part of that, that um, seed plant and harvest was yeah. going on in my life, you know? Sure. And then I came to Atlanta in my third year, I surrendered my heart to the Lord in 1983, but the spirit of God was drawing me. And so I went to an FCA meeting in West Palm Beach and Coach Bowden was a keynote speaker. Wow. And he introduced me because I used to go to the FCA, I, you know, he, and I never got in trouble. I was always 
you know, well-behaved in college. Yeah, you know, I wasn't like everybody else, right? Yeah, I did sure. what I was asked to do, you know, that, that kind of a thing. And I was trying to be a leader. And sure. so um, I always did what was right. And so he introduced me in front of all those people as a fine Christian boy. Okay, awesome. And I was not, I, did, I have not surrendered my heart to the Lord. And so, but that night the spirit was drawing me, right? Okay. And so I said that night, when I go to when I get back to Atlanta, when I go to church, I'm gonna walk down that aisle and give my life to the Lord, not knowing that really I surrendered my heart that night. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, and the and the rest is history. And so, and then from that, um, so what what I've been doing my whole life as a football player, you get opportunities to speak to people. Sure. And so kids or banquets anywhere, well, wherever you go, your testimony should follow you. Yeah. All right. And so I've always been that guy and then became the leader, the spiritual leader in our locker room with the Falcons. I was a locker room preacher, man. Gotcha. You have to hear Dion to talk about those days. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't playing with him. So I wasn't playing with him. So I wasn't playing with him, man. I was not right. playing with him. But anyway, right. but you just think about all that and how God brought us all back to where, sure. you know, how we were trained as kids. And, right. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I was about to say. The sports was just the conduit it to really go back to glorifying him. It's just you, know you know, Coach Bowden always talked about faith, family, and football. And I'll be honest with you, you know, you hear that all your life, but it wasn't until he passed that it really hit me. Okay. Because his whole life was about God. Yes, it was. His whole life. I mean, he, when, when you think about the, and when, when someone asked him about him as a coach, he never had, he never said a curse word in his life. At least not around me, <laughs> right? Right. Not around the team. I mean, he had his own words, like that gummit. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he was not that kind of guy. His staff couldn't do it, which is unheard of in the game, right? Right. 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 So he wouldn't allow that. Um, but they coached us hard. I mean, they they pushed us. They coached us, and you know, they got on us. And um, but his priority was seeking you first, the kingdom of God, and His rest. I read, I read his autobiography and mm -hmm. he talked about he never started a coach's meeting without prayer. Without and he'd pick a different coach to pray. He said, because if the meeting started to pray, even though it may get contentious during the meeting, mm -hmm. it was going to always work its back to where it needed to be because it started with God. Isn't that amazing? Yes. That's, 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 that's the kind of guy that I play for. And, that's you know, but and, and, and so for me to go there, like when I talked with Van and Johnny, because uh -huh, right. Van, Johnny, and I think it's Bernard Hay. It was Bernard Hay. They Bernard Hay. We all went on the on a, on the official trip to Michigan State. I was with them. Okay. 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 Right. And right. It, it was a great trip because we met Magic. When Magic, because Magic was in our class, right? Okay. Yeah. Magic and Jay Vincent had just won the state title in basketball in in, in, in Michigan. At East Lansing, out of East Lansing yeah. High School, Everett High School, and we met, and it was a great time. Randy Franklin was going to school up there. Yeah, sure was. You know, our homeboy, and so it was like, but man, I saw that white snow. I'm like, ain't no way in the world. <laughs> well, we were up there in January. We we're yeah, up there yeah. January. I was a recruiting like, state. Listen, of 1977. Yeah. Which was at the time maybe the coldest year. Bad winter. Yeah. That was a bad winter because it snowed in Delray. Yeah. In that was a bad winter. So we, I'm like, man, there's no way in the world I'm coming up here. <laughs> no way in the world. But anyway, it, it was a great experience. And, uh, awesome. But, but Coach Bowden, it, it was really the connection I had with him that really drew me in. It, it had nothing to do with wins and losses. Right. So I, I even preached that to kids today. I mean, if you, you know, when you, when, you, when you go to the school that you should go to, your heart should say something to you. Sure, sure. Your okay. heart should speak. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time this show is presented by Bet Online. Well, man, appreciate you being on the show, man. Hey, we, we got to come back. You know, you know what we need to do? What? I need to get you, Joe Cheney, uh, Butterbean. I need to get the crew on. Okay, let's do it. Let's we do need to get the crew on and just have yeah. a good time, man. No doubt about it. Yeah, let's do it. I look forward to it. Well, well ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for tonight. If you like the show, comment, share it with your friends. This is the legend segment of 100 Yards of Football. I'm your host, Bobby Butler, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, John Davis. Peace, brother. Being with us tonight. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? 
We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.